What's up, everybody? This is From the Grave to Grace podcast, where we will be digging into the Bible and looking at building our relationship with Christ. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. What is up, everyone? Um, I... uh, no, it's been a little while since we've been on here, um, but welcome back to From the Grave to Grace podcast. Um, I just want to take a second just to formally apologize. Um, we have been kind of caught up with life and caught up with things that we have going on. Um, I know it's been kind of hectic and busy, as we all can get, and um, sometimes we we allow things to get in the way and take precedence over well the things that we feel that we're called to do um so sometimes we we make ourselves busy and we don't take the time to do the things that we should do um or devote some time to god or some time to you know things that we're called for um so unfortunately that that happens because we are human which is not an excuse but it is me more or less explaining kind of what happened and and why it's been so long since we've done an episode um you know it it's uh just there's kind of been a lot going on um i'm sure everybody else has with it being summertime and vacations and for me it's been a lot of work and and kids and that's kind of what my life consists of so um and for tim he's got a lot going on he's been busy with work he's been busy with you know, taking care of his family. He's also got a baby on the way and things like that. So, you know, he's he's got a busy life. So it's not an excuse, as I said, but it is an it, it's an insight as to what's been going on. So you guys aren't just in the dark about why it's been a while or or whatever the case may be. So again, on behalf of me and Tim both, we apologize that it's been as long as it has. Um, I know I've had a few people reach out and ask me about it, and um, it's uh. It's just been one thing after the next, it seems like. So, um, today I wanted to talk about something that I've actually thought about doing several times and every time something else ends up coming up that I feel like is a little bit more important. Um, But this is something that's been lingering in my mind for a little while to talk about. Um, And hopefully it will help to bring more idea and realism to what it is um and so today i'm going to talk about prayer um it's something that we we all know about um but it's something that we need to talk about um in a couple of different ways so before i break it down and i get into it um, i'm going to go ahead and pray and then we will ask god just to bless the episode and then we will move forward and just kind of talk a little bit Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we have, dear Lord. We pray that you will please just continue to bless us the way that only you can. We thank you for the things that you have done, and we thank you for for the love that you show us, even through everything that we do. I pray that you will please just help us to remember not to get so busy and so caught up that we don't make time for you. Help us to remember to always make time, which... Thankfully, you laid it on my heart to do this today because it will kind of talk about that. I pray that you will please just bless the words that come out of my mouth. And I pray that you will please help it to help someone else that may 
have an issue with this same thing. It is in your name we do pray and for his sake today. Amen. <clears throat> All right, so um, we're going to talk about prayer. Um, it won't be a super long time, but I do plan on at least trying to break down a few different things about it. Um, so everyone knows what prayer is, I'm assuming, and if not, prayer is the one-on-one way that we are able to approach the throne of God or the throne of grace. It's the way that we're able to talk to God and communicate with Him regardless of whatever the situation is. Um, and there's a lot of pros to that. It, 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 there's pros that because of the sacrifice that Jesus made and because of the things that He did, we can pray and we can pray it in His name and have faith that it'll happen and pray that whatever it is that the circumstances are and if we're going through hard times we can approach god and say please lord help me get through this i don't find a way i can't find a way and without you there will not be a way we can approach that now unfortunately for me for really i can assume just about anybody um we all have a unfortunate very bad habit of only calling on God or praying to Him when we need Him. We have a bad habit of saying, God, I need this. God, I'm going through a bad time. God, I just lost my job. God, I have a family member that died. God, I have someone that's sick. God, I just got broke up with. God, I this or God, I that. Negative, negative, negative. It's always us coming to God, which is a good thing because God wants to hear from us. God wants to hear our desires even though he knows them god wants us to talk to him he wants us to to bring those things to him and ask for them but that should not be the only communication we have the communication that we have should also be god thank you for this day that you've given me god thank you for the health that you've given me for a lot of us instead of saying my gosh, why do I even have to be at this work? Why do I have to be at this job? I'm so tired, I want to be at home. Instead, it should be, thank you, God, for giving me the ability and the strength to be at work. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to have a job where some people don't, so I can provide for my house and my family. You know, we all we all have those, those tendencies of doing and, and thinking selfishly about it and even thinking, God, please help me find another job. God, please help me do this. Or whatever the case is. We all have those tendencies and we all struggle with that. And I know we do because we're human. And and I, I really know that that's something that, well, to be honest, we all have a, a bad habit of doing. is only knocking on God's door or only trying to talk to Him when we feel like we need Him. But whenever everything's going great, it's almost like we put Him on a shelf and say, all right, Sit there till I need you again, and then I'll call on you. Instead of daily conversating with him and building that relationship, reading our word, staying in prayer, we have a bad habit of doing that. Um, and not only that, but a lot of times, whether we're new to faith or, or we're even been in faith for a long time, a lot of times we pray for things. And we almost don't even 
it's just like it's a habit. It's just something that, that we say, God, please help me through this. And it's not that we actually truly put the thought into it and say, God, I believe that your promises are true. I believe that that you will do this as long as it's in your will. You know, we a lot of times don't even think to that extent. We don't think that, hey, <clears throat> you know, I need to actually have faith that this is going to happen. Like it says, have faith the size of a mustard seed and you can move a mountain. It also says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, to let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Pray confidently that He is going to answer your prayer. It may not be in your time. It may not be the way you want Him to. But He will answer. And if He doesn't, chances are what you're praying for is not in His will. Or, or what you're praying for may not be what is actually good for you. It's just what you desire or what you want versus what's actually good for you. So, again, we whenever we pray, we should be praying with a boldness. We should be praying with, with a surety that God is going to be on my side. As Romans 8.31 says, What can we say to such things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? Nobody can be against us if God's on our side. So we should pray with boldness because He is the King of the universe. He is the Almighty. He can do anything. Not anything but. And Tim reminds me of that a lot. There's sometimes that he says, I'll say uh, something just off the wall, and he'll say, well, God's mighty enough to do it. And I'll say, yeah, he is. And he'll say, nope, can't say but. So he has a habit of reminding me of that, and I'm really thankful that he does, because sometimes in our worldly minds, we, we think that way. Our first thought is, yes, God can do this, but he might not. Yes, God can do this, but why would he do it for me? Or but anything. God can do it. There is no but to it. Um, the other thing is that I wanted to go over is the Lord's Prayer. I wanted to go over it because it's something that I grew up as a kid and I knew it. I learned it. A lot of people don't know it. And there's some people that do that have a misconception of it or whatever the case is. Um, but in the Gospel of Matthew and in Luke, you can find the Lord's Prayer. In Matthew, it's in chapter 6. In Luke, it's in chapter 11. And the Lord's Prayer is, well, something that, that, like I said, whenever I played football, we used to say it every time after the games on the field. You know, back before it became such a huge controversy to, to pray after sporting, sporting events. And thankfully, there actually was kind of an overturn to that because there was a coach that got in trouble for that. But he's able to do that now because, you know, God will take care of those things. Now, again... The Lord's Prayer is something that most everybody knows. Um, now, I will go over it, but then I'll also break down a couple of parts of it just to kind of to kind of give you a better idea of what it is that's happening in this because Jesus gives us this as an example of what we should pray and how we should pray. You know, as a child or a younger, maybe a teenager or so, I was always taught that you pray 
in such a way that you give thanks first. After you give thanks, you ask for forgiveness of your sins. And then after you ask for forgiveness of your sins, then if there's something that is on your heart that's beckoning you to ask of God that's in His will, ask of it. And then close the prayer with love. But the Lord's Prayer, it goes, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And that's the way that that prayer is. It's written out um, in, like I said, Matthew and in Luke. Um, Now, the thing about that is that with that, it very simply opens up with our Father who art in heaven. And the only thing this does is it addresses or reaffirms our core belief as Christians that God is our celestial Father or our godly, our our heavenly Father, both with us in spirit and above us in the perfect realm of heaven. This opens and addresses and unites Christians worldwide into one community of worshipers. Basically, we pray to our Father, not to my Father, not to your Father, but to our Father who is in heaven. Now, after that, there are actually seven different petitions that follow it. There's seven different parts that come in it. There's hallowed be thy name. Well, the word hallowed means holy or sanctified. And if you read other verses, I learned it out of the New King James Version because I went to Baptist churches, so that's just the way that I say it. But there is other ways to say it because if you read it in different versions, it does say holy is thy name but or holy is your name. So hallowed means holy or sanctified because God's name is holy. It's the epitome of sanctity. Like in 1 Samuel, it says that there is no one holy like the Lord. We as Christians understand that God, our Almighty Father, is to be revered and praised above everything else. We pray in this that the entire world will recognize the holy name of God as the true God of all. He's the creator and the ruler of the universe. So when we say holy is your name, or sanctified is your name, or hallowed is your name, that's a statement that we are claiming it unto the world. The next part is thy kingdom come. Now this kind of comes in two parts, because we're also, as we are praying for the kingdom of God to take form here on earth, so that we are Actually, that he's coming before us and we are building up the church or the bride of Christ and that we can live in a world that is characterized by the faith, hope, and love that's in 1 Corinthians where we, we are praying for that to happen here. 
your kingdom come so that we can actually have revelation with you. But secondly, we also pray that the promise of a new heaven and a new earth, that it actually gets fulfilled. That when that promise is fulfilled, the faithful will live with God in His kingdom eternally. That we'll stay as members of a holy city or as heaven, the new earth, the new heaven, and that there won't be any more death, no crying, no pain, no torment, no anything. Because we will be with God side by side. Now, the next part is, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We know that God reigns. We know that He is in heaven and that He reigns with a compassion and with justice as well. His will is that we praise Him and love one another. We know this because Jesus summarized the entirety of God's Word into two commands. That we love God, we love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, but also to love your neighbor as yourself, as it was signified in Matthew. Whenever you pray this, it's an act of selfless surrender to the will of God. To say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That we are saying, we pray that your will is done, whether in my life, in the world, in the things that are happening around the world, and everywhere, your will be done. Give us this day our daily bread is the next part. Just as food does nourish our body, the good news nourishes and replenishes and is healthy for our soul. The Bible tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 8 that no man shall live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So we pray for a spiritual substance. We pray for a spiritual food or eating or um, I'm trying to think of another word, but hopefully you get what I mean. Um, so that we can actually go out into the world and spread His message through our words and actions. So in order to be full of the Spirit and to be full of the things that we have to be able to spread, well, if you're not, if you're not reading God's Word to be able to show God's Word, then how will you know what to do to be able to represent God and to represent God's Word, to represent Christ? <clears throat> Um, now we also know that in that the word of God through Christ is considered as the bread of life that comes down from heaven so we know that through Christ and through reading that is considered as our bread of life the next part is Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now, there's kind of two parts to that. Your trespasses are your sins or your wrongdoings. So we're asking God and saying, God, please forgive us of these sins that we have done. Forgive us of the things that we have done wrongly. But in the second part of that, it also is breaking down 
that we forgive those who sinned against us, whether we wanted to or not. We do forgive them because, as we know in the Bible, if, if we want forgiveness, we must give forgiveness. <clears throat> the next part is, lead us not into temptation. Because temptation can cause us to sin. It can lead us astray from God in a way that actually, unfortunately, can be very devastating. God does not lead us into sin. We do that on our own because of the free will that God gives us. And He gives us this free will hoping that we will make the choice to do right. But He doesn't lead us to that sin that when the Bible and people talk about that um, if, if God is on your side, then you can do anything. I can do all things through Christ or whatever the case is. But God is faithful in what He says, and He will provide a way out of any temptation that we may face, as it says in 1 Corinthians. Every temptation that is put in front of you, there's a way out of it. There's a choice that can be made. No matter what the sin is, you can make a choice to turn from it. It may be hard. It may take time. And it may take some very uncomfortable things for you. But you got to do them. The next one is, but deliver us from evil. This actually covers the times that we do fall prey to temptation and sin. The times that we do fall into that. During these times, if we continue to seek the Lord, He will answer us and deliver us from all of those things. But in this, we ask that during those times, when we are submerged in that sin, that God will reach down and liberate us or pull us from the evil one's grip. Pull us out of that sin that we're we're delved into. It's also asking for protection as we ask God to protect us from the devil's grasp or protect us from the reach that he may have or the temptation that he puts in front of us to protect us from that. So that's the parts of it um, that I at least tried to break down. Um, Now, one thing that I do want to say, and it's something that I say to my wife, and she probably gets tired of hearing, I'm sure, Um, but there comes a time when someone may ask you to pray for them or someone may ask you to pray in front of a group of people or Mm -hmm. someone may ask you to pray just in general about them or whatever the case is. You know, you don't want to be one of those people that whenever somebody says, I need prayer over a situation on Facebook, you just type the word praying and you never actually do it. Don't be one of those people that whenever he says, God, whenever it says, I need prayer for this, and they are counting on you for it, and you say you're going to do it, you answer it, and you say, I'm praying. Don't say I'm praying if you're not actually going to do it. Don't say it just with the thought that, okay, I will make it look as if I did my part. <laughs> actually go and beat down God's door with that request. If you don't know what the request actually is, God does. As well as, a lot of times, I've had this, I had this problem before, the first time I ever prayed in front of people, 
I was very nervous to do it. I was very nervous. <laughs> I mean, like, I was almost sweating bullets whenever they said, well, Chris, can you pray? And I said, ooh, um, I don't know about all that. <laughs> because, to me, I felt like I just didn't have the right words to say. I didn't know exactly what I should say, how to say it, or what, what the correct terminology is. Because I heard all these other people that would pray, and I would think, man, they just sound like that they're... That, that their prayers will definitely be heard before mine because, man, they are just praying up some some prayers. They are just some praying people. But the truth is, whenever you're praying, it doesn't matter who's around. It doesn't matter who, if there's a million people standing around you. The prayer that you're praying, it may be over other people, but it is a conversation between you and God. There's no wrong way to pray. I mean, I advise you not to be, you know, cussing in your prayer or, or doing some things that you probably shouldn't be doing while you're talking or whatever the case is. Choose your words wisely in that way. But other than that, I mean, it's literally a conversation. It's you talking to God and saying, God, we love you. We want you here with us. You know, whatever it is that you're praying about, whether you're praying over someone's bad time or whatever it is, it's literally just a conversation between you and God. Don't be don't be fearful of that. That comes back to the pray boldly. Come boldly before the throne of grace. We literally have one-on-one -on -one communication with the Lord of the universe. Now I know the one thing that I was saying that my wife doesn't like to hear because she gets very uncomfortable with those kind of things. Now what I always tell her <laughs> is you may not be comfortable doing whatever this said thing is, whether it be talking to somebody about Christ, whether it be praying in front of others, whatever the, the thing is that you are uncomfortable doing, standing up in front of people talking, doing a podcast, sharing with your family, whatever it is, not only is God going to be there with you, but I understand it may be comfortable, but I'm pretty sure that three nails and a cross and dying for our sins wasn't very comfortable either. I'm sure that whenever he was hanging on that cross, he wasn't thinking, man, this is almost as good as a lazy boy. I'm pretty sure that, that he wasn't thinking, man, I could do this seven days a week. It wasn't comfortable. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. Everybody always depicts you know, that, that the nails were drove through his hands, through the palm of his hands. But the truth is, if they would have done that, it would have torn through and he wouldn't have been hanging there anymore. So they were torn. They were nailed at the bottom of his, between where his palm and his wrist meet. That wouldn't be very comfortable at all. So the truth is that we may not be comfortable doing those things, but... He wasn't very comfortable hanging on a cross and dying for our sins. So, I guess the question comes into play, whether it be about trying a new church, whether it be about praying to people, whether it be about doing whatever it is that God may be pushing you, calling you to, or whatever it is that you may be being led to. It may not be comfortable, but I promise you it's worth it to do the right thing for God. I would rather go out of my comfort zone 
and do everything I can to spread the word of Christ than I would to see my friends and family perish because I was too scared to tell them. I would rather be, I would rather hear at the end of my time, well done, my good and faithful servant, because I did everything that I felt like God was calling me to do rather than holding myself back. I would think that if you had the cure for cancer, you would make sure that you'd share it with everybody you could. But because of our comfort, a lot of times, we literally have the cure for eternal life. We don't share it a lot of times. Because, well, it's not in our comfort zone. It's not something we care to do. So, I know it wasn't supposed to be about sharing Christ, but that's what our calling is in everything that we are to share Christ with the world. So, I hope that this this podcast episode that it was able to help someone maybe with their prayer so they understand those things a little bit better why the lord's prayer comes out the way that it does also kind of give you an idea of how you should pray um obviously whenever we pray we should again be praying and thanking him for the things that he's already done for us you know if your child comes to you you don't want him to automatically come with more requests without even being thankful for the things that he's already gotten so we should be thankful to God for the things that we've done that he's already done before we come with something else. So again, I'm going to go ahead and cut this episode off. It ran a little bit longer than I was hoping to. I sat there and ran my mouth. Um, but again, I hope that it has helped someone. And if it has, then glory be to God. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pray really quick before we close out this episode. And we'll see you guys next time. And um, love you guys. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the things that you've given us, the, the blessings that you've given us, whether it be our, our, our next breath, the ability to walk, the ability to stand, the ability to speak, or the ability to communicate in some way, to be able to talk to and spread your word to someone else. We thank you for the ability to be able to get up and go to work. We thank you for our kids and our families and the things that you've blessed us with. I pray that you will please just continue to bless everyone as they go through their days. I pray that you will please help us all to be able to stand boldly on your word and to represent you in the best way that we can. I pray that you will please just, again, bless us through the rest of this week. And um, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. It is in your name we do pray, and for his sake today, amen.